0: Join the nation. Racing Nation with James O'Shea.
1: With thanks to Hogan's family, jewellers joining me now to have a look at the Big Caulfield Cup meeting from thepuntingbaron.com.au. He is the punting baron. Shane Matthews, how are you? Very good,
0: James. How are you, mate?
1: It's very well. Big week at Caulfield culminates in this big day, the Caulfield Cup.
0: Big day for Caulfield and a big day for Toowoomba, isn't it? With uh, the, uh, oh. the homegrown the home hero incentivised going around. So yeah, can't wait. It's gonna be a cracking gonna be a cracking race and uh should uh, you know, he's certainly taken all before him in the lead up to this race, so uh but it has been a bit of a fly in the ointment with the barrier and the weather forecast. So barrier twenty <laughs> certainly uh made a few people a bit nervous, some might think it's just a bit of a better price, uh, but the heavy track as well is obviously a bit of a query. uh Friday and Saturday, by the sounds of it, is going to be pretty ordinary here as we record this on Thursday afternoon, the sun's shining, but the rain is meant to come and I think we're going to be working on a pretty heavy track come um, uh, five fifteen pm on Saturday afternoon.
1: Alright, so you pretty much answered my question there. I was going to ask around that, your thoughts on or what we're working towards. So absolutely, you are working on uh, a heavy track. That's what you've done your foreman as we talked today, as you mentioned on a Thursday afternoon.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely soft, uh, deep into the soft range and probably getting into the heavy. It's a soft six at the moment. It's been a pretty dry and sunny day in Melbourne, but uh, the rain is coming that's uh so main sent me a text from Warnable before and it looks pretty dark there so that'll make its way up and then uh there's fifteen to twenty five mils forecast on Friday and another fifteen on Saturday. So presuming the bulk of that hit uh and the track already being a soft six we copped the fair bit last night. Uh I would think that we're
1: going to be pushing towards a heavy track come Saturday afternoon. Alright, but as we always say, if you're listening in on Saturday, check all those final scratchings and weather conditions. Let's start with the big one, Carlton Drive Caulfield Cup, 2,400 metres, Group 1, $5 million. As you touched on in the opener there, Incentivise, formerly trained by Steve Trigay, now in the hands of Peter Moody. There's one, I don't know, a 1,000 in a row and uh, <laughs> going to start, one of the shortest price Caulfield Cup favourites we've seen in some time. Now with Barrier Twenty, uh, unknown, I guess on the really heavy track. I mean, he's in four goes on the soft for four wins, but uh, but none on the heavy. So there's some question marks there. What's your thoughts? Well, firstly on the favourite, generally the Caulfield Cup. Your read on it this year?
0: Yeah, it, it's a great race, and seems to be a, a number of four-year-old four-year-old horses coming through, um, which is kind of where my thoughts are lying, a few horses that have come through derbies and whatnot last season. Look, it's impossible to knock incentivise. He was strong in the Mackay Diva and then his Turnbull win was brilliant. They didn't give him any peace up front uh, and he just continued to fight them Mm -hmm. off. This is a completely different ball game on Saturday and, you know, Barrier 20, while not... The end of the world. It's probably not ideal at the same time. And the heavy track, as you said, is quite unknown. The four out of four on the soft. Uh, so it's going to get into a. Re- it's, if it's going to get to heavy and that rain comes through all day Saturday, this is going to be a testing 2400 meters because he's going to have the flashing red light on him on his skullcap, Brett Uh So from barrier 20, you'd think he's going to try and roll forward, but they'll be looking to keep him out. And looking to keep him working. Uh, the ironic thing is the second favourite and the horse most likely to beat him is drawn directly inside of him with Damien and Oliver on Delphi. We saw Oliver and Preble have a couple of really good battles at Caulfield on Wednesday and it looks as if they'll have another one on Saturday. Look, I can't come into him at the price. Obviously quite a, a lot of people would be on him at, uh, you know, future bets and whatnot and would have got much bigger price than what he is now. He is on the drift. I wouldn't... To be completely honest, I wouldn't be surprised if he does get out to around the $3 mark come race day, just given the nature of the Caulfield Cup, the wide draw, the wet track. So I certainly wouldn't be rushing into backing now if you do like him. Uh, I'd be holding off until Saturday. I think you're probably every chance of getting somewhere around the $3. I think there's a bit of timing about the horse, the other horse that I just mentioned in Delphi. Uh, I loved that win last Saturday.
1: Mm, Arrigan,
0: it was dominant. Mm. Uh, Ollie gave him a nice little cuddle to the line, I thought, too, in the last 100 metres. It just looked like there was something more to give. And I just think tactically Ollie can really, you know, I, I actually don't think barrier 19 is too bad, drawing inside of center I think they're both going to come across together. I think Ollie will be trying to hold his line if he comes across one off the fence and, certainly at least make Preble work around him or sit out wider. So uh just get the feeling there's a bit of a sense of timing about Delphi. I like the quick backup. Uh the fact that Ollie's wasting to get down to fifty two, fifty three, fifty two and a half kilos, I think is a positive sign. Uh and obviously he's triple the price of incentivised. So for me he's that's more more of a likable bet uh is Delphi than Incentivised. I don't think there's a lot between them, but at the price factor, I'm going to have something on Delphi. The other two horses that I like at double-figure odds both come through the Turnbull, and they're young. The two horses have fought out the AJC Derby last year, and Explosive Jack and Young Verda. I think Explosive Jack's just building to a big run. We know Kieran Mars. We know Kieran Mars had a uh, had a great record with these staying horses in the last twelve months. Uh, And Explosive Jack is certainly building towards something that looks like a peak performance. I think the big advantage that Explosive Jack has is that this looks like being a pretty strongly run Caulfield Cup. They're going to really hike along. He's going to appreciate that he's going to be strong at the end. The wet track won't be an issue. And I can just see from gate one, Johnny Allen picking runs through up along the inside, saving ground, and he'll be really strong late. Young Verder we've got really close to incentivise at Flemington. I would think there's more to come from him. There's not a lot between him and explosive Jack from what we saw in the Derby last year. He's performed well on soft track, so I'm I'm pretty confident about him handling a heavy track if we get to it. He draws ideally, nice middle gate. Looks like he'll get the gun run midfield, and he's got the informed jock and in Daniel Moore aboard. So. That's the way I'm going to play it, uh, full respect for Incentivise, but at the $2.60, I'm kind of obliged to take him on, and I think horses coming into the race like Delphi in really good form will be hard to beat, and I think Explosive Jack's the one that's going to really elevate off his last start run around the $15 mark and Young Verder around the $10 mark. So they'll be the three horses that I'll be backing in the Caulfield Cup on Saturday.
1: All right, that's your preview of the Caulfield Cup. Let's go back to some of the earlier races you're keen to bet into, 1, 3 and 4. Of course, via thepuntingbaron.com.au. Subscribe today and you'll get all of uh, Shane's selections and analysis of, of the races he's keen to bet into, not only at Caulfield on Saturday, but of course the big one from Randwick, anywhere else across Australia, in fact, actually, that the team is keen to bet. But we picked out three here that you want to preview for us, being 1, 3 and 4. So we'll start with the first. It's the Magic Millions Grand Handicap. It's a benchmark eighty over seventeen hundred meters. What are you kicking the day off with here?
0: Yeah, we're going to take on the shorty. Uh Eagles Crag's a very promising horse from the Archie Alexander camp, a former import. Uh got the job done at Vanilla first up. But uh couple of little queries here. He strikes a heavy track for the first time and he also has a pretty unwanted gear change in the glue on shoes going on for the first time, which is always a bit of a a uh, bit of a negative for mine. Uh, the win was soft first up. I thought he got all the favours. He was probably entitled to win. This is a lot harder, uh, even though winnable by the same token. I thought he was short enough at the even money. Uh, I thought it looked an ideal race for Signus Express number five. I think around the 5 to $6 mark, he can certainly be rolling. Eagles Craig is proven on wet conditions. He raced really well through the winter months. Uh, he won... He won a couple of big races at Flemington uh, through that winter. Uh, some of that form reads really well. He beat Foxy Frida over seventeen hundred metres. We saw we've seen that mare come back in really good form this time in with two good runs, and he ran third to I'm Thunderstruck at Moonee Valley, where he didn't quite get much luck. I know he certainly wouldn't have beaten Iron Thunderstruck, but he would have finished a lot closer. Uh, the two runs since then have been really good. He was excellent at Morphetville when just touched off. And hit the line really nicely at Flemington last start behind Mister Brightside. That race is shaping up as a relatively good form race. Mister Brightside's won again the second horse Elsione was arguably unlucky at Corfield on Wednesday. So I think this sets up really nicely for Sinus Express, particularly if that rain comes. He's proven in that soft and heavy going. Uh, he gets up uh, to the seventeen hundred meters, so that extra hundred meters should be in his favour. Nice draw for T.O. Nugent to settle just off the speed. He can be really strong late. Uh, I think he's a really good bet around the 5 to $6 dollar mark. The other horse, I think he can have something on his Mimi's Award. She comes into this race second up. Her first up run was very good behind Leo Miss. That's been a hot form race. We've seen Embolism come out of that and run really well in the two racks. Foxy Frida also run well. Frankie Pino and this obviously won again. Mimi's Award was hitting the line hard from the back there, so up in trip second up. She's also proven on soft ground. I think she can run well at double figure odds, so hopefully we can get this favourite beat in the first, Signers Express, and saving on Mimi's
1: Award. That's your thoughts to the first. Let's go down to race number three on the card here, track Gothic Stakes, 1,400 metres. It's at listed level for the three-year-old. Colts and Geldings, who do you like here?
0: Yeah, good race, a couple of different form references coming together. A couple of horses that were perhaps headed towards the Guinea, didn't quite get there, now, you know, coming back a notch and then a couple of horses on the up on the way through. And I'm more leaning to those horses that are on the up coming through here. And the first of those is Extreme Flight. Uh, this horse is likeable for a couple of reasons. So excellent win two starts ago when the Blinkers went on at Mowi. Uh That track was rated a soft seven but was... A pretty heavy soft seven, if, uh, if I can think of a better term for it. Uh, he hit the line really well there and won impressively. Went to sand down and beat Pre to Turn, who we saw come out and run really well in the Caulfield Guineas last week. So his form looks really good, and the fact that he's handled those soft conditions is a big plus. Drawn out, not don't think, given the weather conditions, that being out and being drawn out is going to be a massive disadvantage on Saturday. Uh, I think he's coming into his own at the right time. His last two wins have been really impressive. He's obviously just dodged those bigger races. Uh, I think this is a nice setup for him. So happy to be with Extreme Slight and also happy to be with Cheerful Legend. Uh, this horse was heavily backed first up at Mornington. Not everything went right in the run, but he was still far too good for them. Uh Race rated well. They ran good side. Uh I think the only question mark with him is, can, will he handle the wet track? If he handles the soft conditions, I probably think he's just about the one to beat. But his worst career run was on a soft five track. So uh, I'll if they run him, I'll, I'll have faith in that the John Sadler, you know, that was just an end of prep run last campaign in the soft five, uh, and he will be able to handle it because that first up win at Mornington was excellent, and he goes on from that he's going to be very hard to beat here for the nice draw. So I think it's a pretty good two-bet play, uh, cheerful legend and also extreme
1: flight. All right, so it's three and six there in the third. Let's go to the fourth on the program, race four from Caulfield this weekend. This reps Ethereal stakes over 2,000 metres, group three for the three-year-old fillies, named after a great filly or great mare. She won a Caulfield Cup, she won a... BRC Oaks, actually. She and then went on of course to win a Caulfield Cup and a Melbourne Cup and a great addition of the race here named in Her Honour the Ethereal Stakes. Yeah, crap and I think this is a
0: really good addition. Sometimes mm. this race can uh, you know, turn up a turn up a pretty ordinary bunch of fillies and have a pretty long tail with horses that, you know, aren't necessarily much good trying to pick up some prize money. But I think this race actually bats really deep. Quite a few horses come through the manifold, which produced the thousand guineas winner on Wednesday, and there's a couple of other horses that are you know burst onto the scene like Capilua Sunset. Uh, I think this race is, you know bats pretty deep. I think the, quite a few of these will head on towards the Oaks. They haven't missed Capilua Sunset, uh, owned by a couple of uh, Hawthorne Footy Club legends, by the way, too. Uh, but it it looks a really impressive filly. She bolted in last start, didn't beat much at uh, Crichton, but did what she had to do. She won by seven lengths, but I didn't think she'd come up even money. That looks uh, a little bit poisonous to me, despite her looking very promising. So she can go around at even money without me. Uh, I thought there were a couple of big odds here that could run well. First one, not so big odds, but Daisy's comes through the Edward Manifold. I thought she was the pick of the horses through the line. She was the horse out of the Edward Manifold, that watching the race, I looked at it and thought, yeah, that's the one heading towards an oaks. When she gets up over 2,000, uh, she's going to be a much a much better filly. Her breeding doesn't necessarily suggest she's going to get it. She's by seavering out of a schnitzel mare. So the wet track's certainly not going to be an issue. But uh, breeding aside, having a look at the way she races and the way she got through the line last start, uh, I'm pretty confident she'll run out of strong 2,000 metres. She was really good late. Uh, I think she'll get a pretty quiet ride here from Damien Lane over the 2,000 metres, but not too worried about that. Uh, I think you'll be able to make ground on this heavy track. Uh, thought around the $10, $11 mark. She was the horse in the race that was over the odds, so happy to back her. Uh, and the horse below her is the other one that was going to have something on it, Big Odds Morissette, around the 25 to 1 mark. Uh, gee, her last two runs, she has done an act. Absolute power of work in the run. She covered some miles. She's set three and four wide in a few of those runs and just kept coming to the line. She wasn't beaten far by Barb Rader, who we saw run well in the thousand guineas on Wednesday. The start before that, she was, you know, she pretty much finished alongside Kapalua Sunset. Uh, she was only beaten a length by that horse and had a much harder run in the race. So I think Morrisette, she certainly gives the impression that she is crying out for the two thousand metres. She draws well here, so she shouldn't be sitting three and four wide, no cover on Saturday. Uh, I think she's ready to run a big race up to the 2,000 metres and 25 to 1 is just a massive price. So for the ones, that, for the followers that like a few big odds, I think she's, uh, one of the better 25 to 1 shots for the day on Saturday. So yeah, hoping, uh, we can get Capital Sunset beaten. Even though I respect her, I think she's under the odds at close to even money. and... I think daisies and morissette at big odds will give you a good sight.
1: All right, that's your thoughts there to the ethereal. I was just looking up morissette, and I thought, oh, surely there'll be there'll be a name of, it'll be Bice, you know from something that's got a name like is it not ironic or something? But it's actually all the owners of Morrissey, and she's a filly, so I suppose they've just called them morissette. It's just my guess.
0: Yeah, I d- <laughs> yeah, I think that's where they've gone. Crystal there, balling, yeah, yeah. No, no Alanis in there, no. Um, but uh, we'll certainly be singing if she can salute. Solic- <laughs> <Get him> <laughs>
1: Yes, it won't be ironic, or it will be ironic, or however be, you want that.
0: might yeah. be a couple of long-range Oaks okay? tickets in play, too. But <laughs> so, fingers crossed, even if she doesn't win, she runs well
1: on Saturday All right, so, there. what's your best bet on the program?
0: I think we'll get it early. I think race one, number five, seen as express. I'm pretty confident it can roll the favourite Eagles. Cragging around the five, $6 mark, looks a very good bet. Race one, number five.
1: Race one, number five is the best. There you go. So, the, so and there we the, go. Younger Barron, the younger baron. The younger barons also keen on. Junior Baron agrees. <laughs> keen, keen as expressed now. As we always say, jump onto the website. Great time to subscribe. November's just around the corner. We know what that means with Cup Week and everything that's happening along those lines. So, uh, which, when you look at what the next month of racing is ahead, it's a pretty good time if you're, if you're thinking. When's the ideal time to sign up to Punning barons? Uh,
0: definitely, because the next month is a Block. So. Uh, even this week, we've already been quite busy with the 1,000 guineas yesterday. We've got a raft of Country Cups this weekend. It's Moe Cup Day on Friday, uh, Horsham Cup on Sunday, and the Voka Cup on Saturday. So we've been enjoying those Country Cup meetings. Uh, and then obviously, it all leads into the Cox Plate and the big Flemington Cup week uh, after that. So for just twenty four ninety five a month, you can sign up now and you'll get all those big meetings. Uh, there's also the SMS service which is just five dollars a week. Uh, or if you want to give us a try for the year, that's one twenty nine ninety-five. So as you said, no better time to jump on board at puntingbarron.com.au.
1: That's the website, jump on and have a look and see for yourself. Well shane, you enjoy the weekend. Hopefully it's a successful one.
0: No worries, James. Have a good one, mate. Cheers. You're listening to Racing Nation with James O'Shea. <laughs>